48 minutes past the hour now, and you are listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and thanks for being here. A mentor is defined as an experienced and trusted advisor. This is especially important in the lives of Detroit youth who often struggle with poverty and the sense that they have fewer options and little opportunity in life. Our next guest, no more than anyone, how these feelings often play out in the lives of young men. I'm pleased to welcome to Detroit today Janine Gant, who is the CEO of Big Brothers Big Sisters of Detroit, and Virgil L. Taylor, Executive Director of the Peace Project. Welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks yeah. for having us. So, I, you know, I hear this word a lot uh, around Detroit, especially uh, these days. There are a lot of people starting mentoring programs. Uh, I know former Mayor Dave Bing, <clears throat> for instance, has a really interesting mentoring project uh, taking place in the city. But this is not a new issue, of course. This has been with us for a very long time. The need for uh, really one generation of Detroiters to help the next generations uh, sort of pass through the difficulty and the, the confusion that often you know, attends growing up uh, in this city. Uh, both of you have been involved in, in it uh, a long time. Talk about how it's changed, though, uh, over the years. I'll start with you, uh, Janine. Thank you so much, and thanks for having me. You know, this is great because we were just talking about this in the green room, um, <laughs> about truly how mentoring has changed over the years. Uh-huh. And so I'd love to have uh, Virgil talk about that a little bit more. But, you know, Big Brothers Big Sisters has been involved with mentoring in Detroit for about 40 years, um, about 100 years uh, nationally. And, um, you know, what we're seeing for sure are more and more organizations and people getting involved with mentoring because mentoring works. You know, we see the benefits of mentoring for our young people in terms of helping them to make better decisions um, related to going to school or at-risk behavior, um, better relationships that they have with adults. Um, But one of the concerns certainly is as more and more organizations get involved with mentoring, how great are the outcomes? Right. You know, what's really happening in terms of the type of mentoring that they're doing How now? How do you measure it? At right. Big Brothers Big Sisters, we do one-on-one mentoring, meaning we actually place an adult in a child's life and ask that they have a commitment for a year. And they see each other, you know, a couple times a month, and we really see phenomenal outcomes for those for those youth. Yeah. Um, and, and again, more and more folks are getting involved because you've got President Obama talking about My Brother's Keeper. Right. So now the big focus is in on our boys of color and what's happening. Um, You know, when you have incidents like what happened in Baltimore, you know, you think, gosh, what can we do to help these youth? And as we're thinking about what are some alternatives, what are some ways we can help? Mentoring pops up over and over and over again, you know, as a possibility. And I think that's why you see more popping up. Um, But we still really have a concern with trying to get more folks to step up and mentor. It's getting people to do it. I feel like there's not a there isn't a lack of programs uh, that people can get involved in. The the disconnect is with individuals deciding to to participate. Absolutely. Uh, Well, the reality of it is, uh, as we were talking, I I had a big brother. I'm 61. I had a big (laughs) brother. um, And he started with me when I was eight years old. And um, he was my big brother until he passed away. And I was an adult. The challenge that I see with reference to the so-called mentoring, um, and it's become so cliche, which becomes somewhat problematic to me um, because people think it's easy and it's not. And um, so unfortunately, I think a lot of times what has happened is it seems attractive. It sounds good. People see commercials or whatever, and they take photo ops with our kids and they get involved with them for a hot second. 
and then they're out of the kid's life, which in my opinion does a whole lot of damage. Sure. Now but, you're dealing not with not just with the lack of a role model, but that sort of abandonment. Uh, and it's issue. the abandonment the child has already gone right. through. And so this is just systemic to them. This is and, and a lot of times, and I hear young men say this oftentimes, they don't believe a lot of adults. And um, because this happens too frequently, people in and out of their lives. So when you talk about mentoring uh, those one-on-one relationships, Detroit, we have a rich tradition of mentoring in our community. They just didn't call it that. There were men in our communities where there was the deacon at the church across the street from me, a neighbor down the street from me, um, someone at our church or whatever at the school, just individuals that cared about kids and got involved in the lives of kids. So when it becomes political, and it becomes attractive because, and God knows I adore President Obama, but um, <laughs> because the president puts out a program and then you have everybody and they start taking these photo ops with our kids. And, um, Does then, that bother you? Yes, it bothers me tremendously. Our children are not props. If you're going to get involved, and let's be honest. Then get involved. Get involved. And these kids are not always easy. <laughs> Uh, especially today, because they're smart as a whip, which I guess we always were. We were all, but we didn't have the tools that these kids have. I have a young man I recently got involved with, um, and the first thing I asked him, much to his chagrin, was, "What's your Facebook page?" <laughs> right. And uh, yeah, it wasn't nothing <laughs> nice when I'm like, "Look, man, you can't be involved with me and have this because if my." friends and colleagues. See, that's representing me. That's a really interesting kind of development, right? The the, the role that technology plays in the lives of these kids can affect that mentor relationship. They stay so far ahead of us. You know, the moment that adults get onto Facebook, the kids are like, okay, well, we're off to Snapchat. We're off to this. We're off to that. (laughs) That's part of the whole mentoring process is understanding the language that they speak, the, the devices that they use, and that they have a mentoring network that we're not, we're not taking into consideration. That's their peers. Yeah, yeah. And so subsequently, it is if you're going to get involved, it's understanding and respecting their language and symbols and, and meeting them where they are. And I think far too often that doesn't happen either. Yeah. You know, one of the things we Go talk ahead, a lot about mm-hmm. is um, – Peer-to-peer mentoring, absolutely something that you talked about in Big Brothers Big Sisters has a program where we work with high school youth and have them become the mentors for the middle school kids, right? Because there's this idea that they're a little bit closer in age. If we're helping to provide some support um, and some insight for the high schoolers, and then they in turn can give that information to the to the middle schoolers, that's, sure. a, that's a really great opportunity. But I also think interesting one of the fun things about mentoring right now is it does keep you relevant doesn't it oh absolutely. i mean you know my little i have a little sister in the program and same thing i'm on her facebook page and i'm like wow did you really post it on your facebook page <laughs> right. and what does that mean exactly right, right so it helps right. to keep me relevant and understanding what the kids are talking about what they're thinking about you know we as adults look at these kids in our community and we're like what is going on with them what's happening what's wrong how can we help make a difference you know and a part of it is meeting them at their level where they're at, not judging, not being judgmental, but really embracing them for who they are, but just trying to help give them some guidance and some direction that they're not necessarily receiving from their peers and, do you find, and in their homes. Do you find that that's hard to, uh, to impart that kind of structure to the people who are doing mentoring to, so they understand what it is that they're supposed to be doing? You know, one of the things we do at Big Brothers Big Sisters is we do an orientation and we do a training. So we do a cultural competency training. So we want people to understand these are the youth that you're working with. So in many cases, some of the kids we're working with, and I know you're the same way, Virgil, is uh, working with kids who have been adjudicated. 
So kids who've been court involved, kids who come from some really um, challenging backgrounds, whether they're in foster care, their parents might be uh, incarcerated, um, they might be living in a home with five other brothers and sisters in poverty, going to low achieving schools, you know, just a variety of issues that these kids are dealing with. And we want our mentors to know that, sure. right? In a lot of cases, because as, as much as we would like for our mentors to come from the same community that these kids live in, that's ideal. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always happen that way, to be honest with you. So many times we've got mentors coming from the suburbs that have completely different say, backgrounds I, than seems, these kids do. It seems like that in, in modern Detroit, in the, in the Detroit of today, would be a, a real dynamic you'd have to deal with, right? Yeah, uh, but you know fewer what? people left in the city to that's do That's right. And you'll be surprised. Here's the deal. People for me in our program who step up to mentor are really awesome people. They really care about these kids. These are not people who are getting involved because there's a photo opportunity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Truly. These are just your average person in the community that says, hey, I want to give back. I want to be a part of the community. I want to make a difference. And that's who steps up to mentor. Um, and it's amazing that they find the experience to be just as rewarding as the child is finding the experience with that mentor. It is a relationship. It is a, a, a two-way kind of situation that we have with our mentors and our kids. So uh, it's a great yeah. opportunity for people ahead, to get involved. Virgil, Taylor. Yeah, I, I, um, my day job, uh, I work for Goodwill in the Flip the Script program, and, and we work with a, a lot of at-risk youth, uh, court-ordered youth, and et cetera. And we actually work in the same building, so we <laughs> see each other frequently. And um, so we have a, a network there uh, in the Flip the Script program of different individuals that come in to talk with the youth and that remain engaged uh, all the time with the kids. So it, it's a uh, kind of a group approach. To mentoring, as we were talking about, you mentor some of our kids just on the elevator because you see them all the all the time. Um, a lot of the times in working with young people, I've engaged so many different people from the community, people returning citizens that uh, work as mentors. But it, it has to be a communal approach um, to mentoring our young people because they live in different worlds. Sure. Oftentimes, I always talk about a a, a situation I had. A few years ago, we adopted Gordon Park over on the city's west side, and that's actually on the corner of what used to be 12th and Claremont, mm-hmm. where the 67 riots, I grew up, it was the riots, Re- now it's the revolution, <laughs> riots whatever. rebellion, right. Um, but um, it was, it's a park, and we adopted that particular park. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like we're going to go to break. Yeah, no, we're uh, actually out of time on the show. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Right. But uh, it, it was interesting because I had some young men in the community that were so-called gang members yeah. that actually were mentoring kids in my program. And you need that. You absolutely, absolutely have to have that that engagement at all different absolutely. levels. Absolutely. And it, it was remarkable, their, their involvement uh, in telling kids what they didn't want to see them doing. Yeah. They'd yeah. already been through. All right. Janine Gantt, CEO of Big Brothers Big Sisters Detroit. Virgil Al Taylor, Executive Director of the Peace Project. Thanks for being here on Detroit today. Thanks, Thanks for, for having, having us. All right. We'll be back tomorrow. I will be here. I hope you are too. This is 1019 WDET Detroit, Wayne State's public radio station. See you tomorrow. <laughs>